Well, guys, there's no doubt our next guest is the HBK of the media game, except he doesn't only break hearts, he breaks news as well. And boy, do we have some breaking news that we need to discuss. The news break kid himself, the NBK, Brad Okamoto, welcome back to Submission Rating. Look, you've got the backwards hat on. I feel like we're back in the Attitude Era right now. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I mean, it's, we're friends now, right? It was just a casual, casual conversation <laughs> with the Submission Radio boys. I can, uh, I can look like I always do when I'm, I'm uh, not on camera. Yeah, hundred percent. He's just a sexy boy. He's just a yeah, boy. Yeah, you're wearing pants and a shirt. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hat stays on. The hat always stays on. <laughs> uh, speaking of sexy things, a young uh, Las Vegas-based reporter reported something this morning. As Dennis mentioned, Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards is officially off UFC 269 on December 11th. Uh, UFC's chief business officer, Hunter Campbell, tells ESPN, this is, of course, your tweet, Brett, you broke the news. Undisclosed injury for Masvidal, no word yet on whether it will be rebooked or UFC will move on. Before we talk matchmaking and all these things, and uh, it's it, this is obviously not good news, but it's kind of exciting, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, what do you make yeah. of the undisclosed injury and uh, I guess the fact that Hunter Campbell is the one reporting it as at look, by the time this comes out, let's be honest, Masvidal will have done 20 interviews. It'll be next week. But as of yet, mm -hmm. no word from Masvidal. So what do you make of this? Um, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's, you know, the UFC knows that the fight is off and, uh, I have a good relationship with Hunter Campbell. I talk to him uh, pretty much every day and, uh, you know, he's, uh, I'm constantly asking him about things going on. Uh, we, we were texting earlier this morning and then he gave me a call and said, said the fight's off. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've reached out to Jorge's camp. They haven't commented on it, but with, uh, you know, with, with someone of Hunter's position and going on the record saying the fight is off, you know, the fight is off. I hadn't heard any rumblings that the fight was off. I had been in contact with Leon's team. Um, I'm sure we're going to get to this, but I had been in contact with Hamzat's team about something, uh, unrelated to this and I had caught no wind of it. So, um, I don't know if it was something the Masvidal had been dealing with for a while and then just let the UFC know or if this was something they were keeping under wraps. But yeah, this was uh, Hunter calling me and, and saying that, uh, yeah, the fight is off. Okay, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that you spoke to Hamzat's team probably about a different matchmaking sort of opportunity here, but sort of break this down for us because in a lot of ways, obviously this is heartbreaking because these guys had this rivalry. Obviously, you know, you interviewed Jorge and there was that iconic moment, you know, that that after, after he sort of, got into it with Edwards in the back that you guys shared. But in a lot of ways, people have really wanted to see Hamzat sort of take the next big leap in the division as well. So in terms of, and obviously Colby Covington now is out of the title race for some time and he's got this rivalry with Masvidal himself. So in terms of matchmaking here, what are you predicting is gonna happen? And do you think it's actually a possibility if we're focusing just on this Leon Edwards fight for UFC 269 that Hamzat might be able to step up and the UFC might actually go for this fight to happen. It seem, seems perfectly possible to me. So much so that people are are calling conspiracy theories on this that uh, Masvidal is not really hurt, and they just want Hamzat to step in against Leon Edwards because the UFC was in love with this fight for a long time. Um, and now that Colby's lost, you know, Colby had made those comments at the press conference of like, "Hey, Jorge, sh Jorge should just pull out of this fight and uh, and fight me." I, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist guy. I tend to think that Jorge does have an undisclosed injury. Um, and this is all legitimate, but it, it, you got to point out the fact that it could work out perfectly because as good as the Leon Edwards versus Masvidal fight was going to be, I know uh, myself and I'm sure you guys and uh, it just seemed like the whole sport was really excited about that, that it was overdue, that we've been waiting for that fight for a long time. It made sense for a long time. So finally, we we're going to get it as great as that fight is. 
I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, we'd love to see Leon Edwards and Hamzat, especially after what Hamzat just did in Fight Island. And we would love to see Colby Covington fight Jorge Masvidal because of the history there. So in a, in a weird way, whether you think it's conspiracy or you you believe, um, you know, that it's all it's all legit, the UFC might end up with two bigger fights, in my opinion. It's interesting as well, because obviously a lot of people are saying, you know, Leon's kind of having a rough time in the division. And obviously the guy does deserve a title shot. But do you know, do you think that in a funny sort of turn of, of events, if he does fight Hamzat, in a way that is a better solution for him? Because if he was to beat Masvidal and Hamzat was to fight again, you never know, like a, a big Hamzat performance. Of course, you know, the UFC are saying, you know, Leon is next, Leon is next. But if he does, Hamzat does win again, you never know, he might still surpass Leon and get that title shot. Whereas here, Leon has the opportunity to possibly beat Hamzat and secure that title shot indefinitely rather than fighting Masvidal. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he views it that way. You know, I mean, you could put any of us and put ourselves in Leon's shoes and be like, what in the world, dude? Like, yeah. what do I need to do to get a title fight? It's not fair. And I mean, I think all of us can say it's not fair. The guy has won nine fights in a row. Um, but you know, he has, uh, he, he, there was, there were periods of inactivity. There was the Nate Diaz fight, which, you know, I, I thought that, that Leon did what he needed to do per se in the Nate fight and that he won and he dominated, but then getting caught there at the very end, like it did ruin it, man. It did like, it, it's, it sucks to say that for Leon's point of view, but, um, there's just not a lot of hype behind that fight. And, and so I think you're right. Unfortunately for Leon, I think that he he won't feel great about about you know this reality. But if he doesn't take this fight, if the U and if the UFC offers it, which they have not yet, you know what I mean. When I talked to Hunter, he said that uh, I don't know what we're going to do yet. You know, what I mean, which this news is very fresh. We got to figure out what we're going to do. Um, Hamzat's team, <laughs> Hamzat immediately wants to fight, which is, should surprise no one. Hamzat wants to fight every weekend. Um, but if the UFC does say, okay, you know, Hamzat says he's ready to go and this is something that we're interested in, if they take it to Leon and he doesn't want to do it, he's well within his right to turn it down. But there are going to be consequences to that probably. You know, I mean, the fact that he that there's not a lot of hype be, behind him fighting for the title, um, you know, you can say that you're the number one contender all you want, but sometimes it doesn't matter. And if you turn down a fight against a guy who's really surging and who wants to fight you on short notice now... Um, we all know what's going to happen there. I think Hamzat's going to kind of leap him an opportunity. Yeah, 100%. And it's like going back to the Diaz fight, that was supposed to be Leon's crowning moment. He needed that sort of signature win against a big name. You know, he got the win, but it, everybody just remembers that fifth round, basically. Mm -hmm. So against Masvidal, this is going to be, again, the guy who, you know, fought for the title recently. Everybody knows Masvidal. If you beat him, great. That punches your ticket to a title shot. And so for him to fall out, it sucks. And for a guy in theory to be ranked, uh, you know, not very high. I don't know what he's ranked right now. Do you know off the top of your head, Hamza? What is he around eleven, something like that? Hamza, yeah, I think he's ten or eleven after this last. Yeah, weekend. so for Leon to be fighting eleven is pretty shit, given what he's accomplished in the division. But on the other hand, Hamza's the, the the hot ticket in the division. So if you're going to beat mm. anybody and secure a title shot, yes, rankings may not tell the full story, but it's fantastic. It's probably not fair, and for Hamza to, I guess we have to take a second to also appreciate and again this is if this fight happens how quickly mm -hmm. Hamzat has risen through the ranks do you think that if uh say Hamzat can get a win here and this is all just a big if it kind of works out yeah. perfectly for the division from the perspective that Kamara Usman is kind of like desperately I don't want to say he's looking for contenders but he needs them and he's talking about like I want to fight you know whatever makes business sense which is a pretty clear message he wants big fights mm -hmm. that make him lots of money and if you look in the division that just isn't there and no disrespect to Leon 
Leon Edwards, but that's not a big money fight. That's a he's the next contender kind of fight. And you got to really like you got to look to other divisions to find Usman a money fight. So do you think this could be, you know, in some ways a perfect scenario that maybe, I don't know, if Hamza wins, maybe we see him versus Usman even early 2022? Yeah, I mean, it all works out great for the division, for the champion. Um, It just doesn't work out for great for Leon because he's Mm -hmm. being asked to do things that he probably shouldn't need to do. But if you want to assign some blame to Leon, you can. You, You can. He was given an opportunity to fight Nate Diaz, who he was a massive favorite against. He wasn't able to finish him. He very nearly got finished himself in that fifth round. And he didn't really captive, captivate the imagination of the fans. You know, even if that fifth round would have gone the way in which it had, I think if Leon was simply better on the mic or willing to do, willing to do some things on the mic, um, that he could uh, give himself some insurance against some of this bad luck, you know, but it's just, it's not in him to do it. So, I mean, we're, I feel bad for Leon in a very legitimate, genuine way. I, I like watching Leon Edwards fight. I think he's very good. I would, I am interested in seeing him fight Kamaru Usman again, but the sport as a whole and the casual fan base that make up a lot of pay-per-views and a lot of money and business decisions that go into this are not feeling the same way. So it's not fair for Leon, but it is just the reality. It's the game in which he's playing, right? I mean, you you decide to be an MMA fighter and you're in the UFC. Um, more, more often than not, the UFC does stick to the rankings and we see the fights that are supposed to happen. But in these certain special circumstances, when you got a guy like Hamzat who's flying up the rankings um, and making a name for himself, that that's part of the game as well. And and uh, if, if, again, the UFC does offer him this fight, I think uh, Leon's going to be under some pressure to take it. And call me crazy, but I almost feel like a dominant win over Hamzat does more in the fans' eyes than if he beat Jorge Masvidal, who in a lot of people's yeah. eyes is a little bit diminished. But just on that fight, because that is just a few weeks away, and this is where it's a little bit unfair to Leon Edwards preparing for someone like Chimaev with just a few weeks to go. We already know, though, that Leon has a great wrestling base. It's not like he's somebody who's predominantly a striker who has to focus on their wrestling leading into a fight. But at the same time, the training camp for Jorge Masvidal is completely different to a training camp for a guy like Hamzat. So if you just had to take an early look at this fight, I mean, very, very interesting fight if you look at it. Uh, Leon, possibly one of the guys in the division with the best chances of sort of beating Hamzat outside of the champion. Who are you actually leaning towards if this fight does happen? Man, I, I would, um, I don't know, guys. I saw Hamza in person in his last fight, and it scared me. I mean, just being cage side and watching that guy do what he did, uh, picking, you know, Zhang Li up and carrying him to, to Dana White and just talking the entire time while he was doing it. I mean, that guy is a monster. But um, I want to say that Leon would be favored in the fight, right? I mean, just everything that he's done, he'd have to be a small betting favorite. I, I, I think I'd have almost have to kind of... I mean, I probably, at the end of the day, I'd probably lean Hamzat just because there's just so much momentum and going in his favor. But Hamzat has not fought elite competition yet. Mm. He has not done that, you know? And, and he is a dominant wrestler, but he only started training MMA five years ago, four years ago. It was like 2017 when he walked into the gym and he had no striking um, training whatsoever. So to ask him to, to, to beat a guy like Leon, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm taking the easy way out here, but I really don't know. I'd have to think about it. I, there's part of me that wants to lean Leon because it's just such a huge step up for Hamzat. But then I just think about what we've seen from Hamzat. And it's just, man, I, who's going to stop that guy from doing that? 
you know? There is that McGregor-esque rise, that, that comparison mm-hmm. where McGregor was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And people in the early days were like, you're crazy, man. You can't do that. And then he did it, became champion. People were like, holy shit, he backed up everything that he said. I actually feel like people kind of believe Hamzat a little bit more. Like people calling McGregor crazy. People are already like, yeah, no, no, Hamzat can do it. He can totally do it. And so if he jumps the rankings like this and beats Leon Edwards, just in- insane. The only thing is, what do you think about the weight situation? Such a quick turnaround for Hamzat. He's been traveling, went to Sweden. Um, do you think that could, you know, play a bit of a factor? And obviously the UFC would hate to do this at a catch weight. For whatever reason, Hamza oh, said, yeah. hey man, I need a few extra pounds. They'd be like, no way. And after what happened in Fight Island, what do you think about Hamza's weight in this one? Uh, I think it'd be fine because I think um, even when I was talking to his team this morning and they weren't, we weren't talking about this, you know, because uh, I didn't know about it yet, mm. you know, I, I don't think anybody knew about it yet, I, except for maybe Masvidal and um, and the UFC potentially. Um, they were Hamzat's team was even asking me, "When is the pay per view in December? Do you think we could get on it?" They were asking oh, me those wow. types of questions, you know. So this really does seem like it's coming out of left field. And for them to be asking, "Hey, could we get on the last pay per view before the end of the year?" That to me shows that Hamzat really wants to get a fight in before the end of the year. Um, I know he does because he's been telling his manager that all the time. And so if he wanted to fight at 170 pounds before the end of the year, then I got to imagine his weight is fine. To me, that sounds like they know Brett runs things around town and they're like, Brett, <laughs> can Hamzad be on the card? Brett's like, I'll, right. I'll get down to Dana White and they're like, we don't want to speak to Dana White. We That's want to speak right. to you, Brett. Like, Hamza, Hamza, can on be December on the- 11th, your first phone call is, is to Las Vegas to talk to me. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So... While we're asking Brett questions, Brett, do you think Jorge would do tough against Colby while he reti- while he recovers? Yeah, yeah, that's a heck of an idea. That's a heck of an idea, and I I can guarantee you ESPN would love that. I mean, the ratings would be through the roof, and uh, there were some rumblings about you know that in the past. It sure would make a lot of sense. Yeah, that would make a ton of sense. Yeah, so ESPN would be into it. The fans would be into it. I, we and Cast were sort of discussing this because we know Masvidal is not the biggest Covington fan, obviously. It's a huge rivalry, but he's sort of been hesitant to sort of throw fire on that rivalry because he doesn't want to get Covington extra eyes and extra attention. Do you think he agrees to this um, maybe because the UFC makes him an offer that he can't refuse? Or do you think it could be a situation where he's like, you know what, I have this rivalry with Covington. We're both recovering but I don't want to spend a whole season with this guy. Like, I don't respect this guy. I don't want to give this guy anything extra. I don't want to speak for Jorge, of course. Um, don't know Don't know what he's thinking in terms of, of that. But my read on that is that Jorge, from the moment he lost to Usman the second time, and then even the first time, he just wanted to get right back to the title. You know, I mean, uh, there was like, uh, he could have started to pursue a, a money rematch with Nate Diaz, and he just wasn't interested you know like every interview he's done you've heard him say the same thing give me the fight that gets me back to the title the quickest and uh you know i think that's why he was willing to fight leon and uh in the same respect i think that's why he would be willing to fight colby um so that's my guess on that is that jorge you know has been there and done that with everything in this sport except for winning a ufc championship it seems to be genuinely something he really wants and so if the ufc is telling him hey colby covington is you know still has that high number next to his name this is the fight that we want to do. I would tend to think that Jorge would do it. Mm. Just quickly, we'll jump to Max Hollow versus Yaya Rodriguez in a second. But you mentioned Nate Diaz. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on, obviously, Dana White saying that he wants Hamza versus Nate Diaz. If, say, Hamza 
does fight Leon, what do you think happens tonight? Or do you think maybe for whatever reason the UFC would still prefer like, nah, we'd rather Hamza versus Nate. What do you think of that fight and the matchmaking? Because it was met with quite a lot of backlash with people saying, you're just trying to feed Nate to Hamzat because he's on his last fight in his contract and, uh, you know, there was a whole devaluing debacle and stuff. What do you make of that? And obviously Nate, you know, not particularly interested. Well, of of course they are. Like, like sometimes we talk about like the UFC trying to do that in terms of, uh, oh, they're an evil empire now. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a new escalation value in, in Nate. There's also an escalation value in Hamzat. So like I see this and it's like, yeah, I mean, we love Nate Diaz and I want he deserves a say in his fight. And he immediately came out and was like, that's not a fight I'm interested in. And so I doubt you're going to see that fight. But, you know, for us to like think that the UFC is is just trying to do that only because only to put Nate Diaz down. Nate Diaz is a very, very important asset to the company. If they if they believe that he is leaving, then you got to try and make the the most out of the last fight on his contract. Right. I mean, the same like you, you can't compare like the first fight on a contract to the last fight on a contract It's apples and oranges. I mean, and we can say like maybe if there was a fighters union and there's a collective bargaining agreement, it wouldn't be that way. But this is the way it is right now. Right. So you have to kind of look through the lens of reality here. And the UFC is saying, OK, if it is the last fight on his deal, what do we want to do with it? Do we want to give him Vicente Luque? You know, I mean, that's a fun fight, but it's not a money fight. And and I don't know if they're they're looking to make Vicente Luque a superstar. They like Vicente Luque. You know what I mean? But if they can build Hamzat Shemaev with Nate Diaz as a promotion, of course, you're going to do that. If they can um, put together a Conor McGregor trilogy fight, of course, they're going to do that. So uh, there, there's we're going to have to see how negotiations go with Nate Diaz and, and with the UFC. But I think it's just like it. It's important to remember. I don't know. Like people start. I feel like they start to get like uh, their feelings in, involved a little bit. When it's, I mean, like, like you know, well, look what they're doing to Nate. Like, I get it. I get it. And and Nate Nate's a big boy though. Nate can come out and do an interview and say, "I'm not doing that fight." Mm. You know, like this is just two two business entities negotiating the last fight of his contract. So I don't know what's going to happen with Nate, but I never thought the Vicente Luque thing was all that likely because it was the last fight on his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think the Hamzat fight is all that likely because I don't think Nate wants to do it. And it is a fascinating sort of situation where they're trying to prolong his exit from the UFC to possibly make this Conor McGregor fight a reality. So I wonder if they're going to be able to do it because I guess what? They offer him Hamzat and they have to offer him a certain amount of fights. Maybe that prolongs him for another little period of time and then something else pops up and then maybe McGregor's going to be ready for that trilogy. Who knows? But speaking of McGregor, I mean, Max Holloway is back. Uh, this weekend against Yari Rodriguez. And he's sort of not saying that he absolutely wants Alex Volkanovsky next if he wins. He's talking about stock and how big fights sort of matter more than fights with champions right now in this new era of the UFC. And he's kind of maybe even looking at a fight with McGregor if things go to plan against Yair. What do you make of sort of Max and his, uh, I suppose, reluctancy to possibly fight Volkanovsky next if he does win? I mean, why why would he uh, box himself into a corner, man? Keep all of your options open. And Max, if he if he goes out and beats Yair, and especially if he looks like he did in January, this guy's gonna have options, man. I mean, like like as he's pointed out, he has a win over Charles Oliveira, the the lightweight champion. Um, a lot of people thought that he has a win over Alex Volkanovski, and there's an obvious trilogy to make there uh, for a 145 pound championship. There's Conor McGregor coming back, and you know, uh, if I were to make a list of of the top Conor McGregor fights, Max knows that he's right there. He knows that he he demands money. 
Um, he knows that, uh, you know, Connor has fought him before. They've always kind of had this mutual respect. I mean, when you think about of all like the Connor McGregor ugly tirades on mm-hmm. social media where he's gone after people and you're like, Ugh, you know, like, like the way he's going after him is just nasty. He's never done that with Max Holloway. I think that there's a mutual respect there. Um, so, and, and I know that Max also entertains the idea of boxing, you know, and, and I don't know what, I mean, the UFC stance on that is pretty clear when it comes to they're not interested in it. But I think with somebody like Max and the whole I'm the best boxer in the UFC type thing, if the right opportunity came along, I think it's something that they would inter- at least entertain with Max, whereas they wouldn't really entertain it with anybody else uh, unless it's Conor McGregor previously. Right. So um, I just think that's a smart guy keeping his options open. I mean, I, I would still kind of peg the favorite if, if Max wins this weekend. If I, and I was making kind of a list of what I think is going to happen next with him, I would still make the trilogy the favorite. Um, but there's a lot of good options there, and and all of them are, are really plausible. Mm. Just quickly, uh, Michael Chandler or Conor McGregor had some pretty respectful words recently. What do you think of that? Uh, as Do you like that as a potential return fight? I almost feel like Conor's at the point where, like, uh, you know, not too long ago he was talking about Tony Ferguson and people looking at that fight is kind of like, well, if you're going to rebuild yourself, maybe that's, you know, somewhere good to start. Um, a Chandler yeah. fight would be incredible though. But again, that's, uh, that's you know, taking on one of the, the, the toughest guys and the toughest matchups in the division as well. I mean, I don't, I, I want to hesitate the way I frame this because I think Connor, um, you know, has shown throughout his career that uh, he'll take the right risks for the right, you know, kind of moment in his career. But I also think that he does, you know, look at these matchups and he tends to take the one that he does think he's going to win. You know, I think that he's not, he, he likes a certain opponent, you know, I mean, he liked the idea of fighting Dustin Poirier. Um, and I think it's because he had knocked him out or, or, or earlier in their careers. You know, I, I don't think a fighter forgets that. And I think that uh, he'd look at a, somebody like a Michael Chandler and be like, that guy gets hit. You know, and and I'll I'll put him away with my left hand. You know, and and he, he he'll he'll carry that kind of confidence into any fight. I mean, I thought he was confident going into a fight with with uh, Habib. You know, like he appeared confident to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when he's looking at his first fight back, then yeah, there is some of that that comes into play. Like, give me a matchup that I can look good in. You know, I mean, I he picked Donald Cerrone. You know, um, at the beginning of of what was it, twenty twenty, he picked Donald Cerrone when he could have picked Justin Gaethje. You know, and Gaethje has made it very clear. Like, I think I know why he did that. You know, and so I do think that 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 does play an element into who Connor wants to fight. And uh, I think he would look at Chandler and think that he could beat him. Yeah. So I think Chandler's, I think Chandler's a possibility, but there's more money with Max Holloway. And again, he's already beaten Max Holloway before. So I would say Max Holloway is probably more likely than Chandler. Mm, and I wonder after UFC 269, if Poirier loses, what's going to be happening with him as well. Obviously he wouldn't mind a big payday, maybe another fight between those guys. They fight another hundred times just quickly with Max in bulk. Um, obviously, Alex Volkanovsky had that really great performance against Brian Ortega. And I feel like he's got a lot more fans around the world after that win. How big do you think a Holloway Volkanovsky three fight can be compared to the first two that they had? And if he did have to sort of lean towards one person in this third fight, because we see Holloway is always improving. Volkanovsky's always improving. Who would you pick be in this third fight? And just quickly before you go, Brett, it kind of reminds me of like Colby and Kamaru, where like if Volkanovsky wasn't there, Max Holloway would most likely be the champion. They're not like number one and two. It's almost like one A, one B. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. Um, In terms of uh, how big the fight would be, I think it would be pretty, pretty big. Um, Like it doesn't necessarily feel like it right now, but I think that's because of everything that we just talked about. You know, Max is going to have other options. And quite frankly, if it's up to Max, I don't think Alex would even be his first option. So it kind of feels like, well, I'm not going to get excited about this until it's booked. 
But if they were to book a third fight between them, I think the storyline is there. You can start to to dissect the you know the first two fights again. Um, you, you can get people buzzed up. You know, you you can show them plenty of Max Holloway highlights, and uh, you'd be like, look at how good this guy is. And this is his kryptonite. You know, Alex Volkanovski has been his kryptonite. He's been able to just beat him. You know, twice. And this is going to be his last shot. You know, people love the drama of like this is your last opportunity. That if you're going to beat this guy. You're gonna prove that you're better and get your belt back. Then, then this is your last opportunity to do it. So, I think, um, I think the fight would be pretty big. But I mean, if we're trying to compare it to, to Max versus Conor McGregor mm. or Max, you know, moving up to lightweight even, and, and yeah, if he fought Charles Oliveira, the trilogy would be bigger. If he fought Dustin Poirier, that's probably bigger. So, it's it's just all good options, man. It's all good options. But it, uh, I think the fight would do really well. And who would I pick? You got to pick out Alexander Volkanovsky, right? I mean, until until Max can Ooh, respect, get over the hump. Respect on his name. You gotta pick yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, who are leaning towards uh, in Yair and Max this weekend? Do you think Max can land nine hundred strikes? Nine hundred. That's what he. That's what he's saying, right? Jesus. Uh, how many did he land? How many did he land last time? Seven hundred forty-four. How much was it? Seven hundred and forty-four. I mean, I don't know. Another one fifty. Jesus. I don't know. I don't know how much more active he can be than he was in the Calvin Cater fight, but uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, tell Max that he couldn't do anything, man. That guy is. Uh, that guy is impressive, and uh, it's going to be a fun fight. I can't believe the betting odds are so lopsided. I, I know that Max would be a favorite, but did you see these odds? Mm. Like, like Max is like, what is he? Like minus one, minus seven fifty. Is did I see that right? Well, the, yeah, I think. Uh, I think last time there were even more. It was like uh, minus eight hundred. Let me check. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane, man. I mean, Yair is very good, right? Yair is no slouch. Yeah, minus 750 is what I'm seeing on some sites. Minus 700, somewhere around there. It's uh, it's pretty lopsided, man. But um, I think it's going to be, obviously, I think it's going to be a fun fight between those two. I'm looking forward to it. Max wanting to land 900 strikes is like me wanting to get 20,000 steps on my Fitbit. Like I put it on early in the morning and I just wait around the house, just hoping to get those extra steps to make it to 20,000. So it's just Max running out to the cage. And as soon as it's like the bell rings, just started to pop out the jab, like one, two, three, four, five. All right, I can do this, guys. But I just want to talk about you here for a sec, because I don't feel like enough people are focusing on him as well. If he does beat a legend like Max Holloway here, what is on the line for him? Title shot. I, I think if he beats Max Holloway, he, he fights Alex Volkanovski, right? I mean, immediately that would become the biggest fight. I don't really know who you could say is more deserving of it, right? I mean, Ortega just fought, lost. Zabit is still MIA. Um, you know, who who else is up there? Like, like, like Giga's on his way up, but he's obviously not there quite yet. Um, so, so yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be Yair. I think that's 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 pretty obvious. I think he would get a title shot if he beats Max. Minus six eighty uh, for Max Holloway, plus four eighty, uh, according to our good friends at my bookie. So, if you're looking to make a bit of extra dough, bit of cash to splash this holiday season, look no further than my bookie AG. The best place to bet, isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. How about this? If you sign up, you can double your deposit today with a code word submission. That's right. So if you guys sign up with a code word submission, you can double your first deposit and make some real cash on the fights this weekend, man. So many opportunities to make some serious money this weekend. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with our friends at MyBookieCast. 100%. Uh, also, it's the holiday season right around the corner, and it's that time where you're going to be racking your brain on what to get as far as gifts. Uh, the days of getting people socked and shavers and rusty razors are 
Out the door, look no further than the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the next gen, the evolution, the pound for pound king when it comes to personal grooming devices. 7,000 RPM of power will not cut you with the skin safe technology. Different guards for different lengths and textures for your boys. Uh, LED light, waterproof, uh, wireless charging, dock station. How can you go wrong? This looks like some, you know, spy shit. This looks like some James Bond 007 shit. Who, by the way, James Bond coming out today. Old uh, old Caspooch going to the cinemas today. I'm excited. Uh, and and I've got my balls shaved just for the occasion. So don't let your junk be for your eyes only. Don't don't scare the living daylights out of someone when you pull your pants down and reveal a forest. Make it a statement of peace. Make it something to die for. Make it a view to a kill. Say goodbye and live and let die to your old rusty razor. Say hello to the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You'll have balls smoother than Blofeld's head. And people saying, damn, those look like thunderballs. Remember... You only live twice, so don't miss out. Maybe you're looking for a gift for maybe your dad or a loved one. It's the perfect gift for the man who has everything where, you know, the world is not enough. Uh, diamonds are forever, and so is the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Never say never again and jump on this deal. You don't, it's it's cheap. We've got discounts for you. You don't need to be moon raking it in. So think quick. There's no time to die. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. Uh, throw 900 throw 900 strikes with your Johnson thanks to Manscaped and use the code word submission with 20% off and free shipping today. Code word submission, 20% off, free shipping today, 900 strikes with your Johnson. That's right, 900 strikes with the golden gun of uh, grooming tools. Uh, but also, Yair versus Max Hollow this weekend. Holy crap, I'm excited. The question is, where are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch it at home by yourself? No, that's not fun. Uh, get out there, go to the pub, see it with the boys, see it with your friends. Maybe you want to take the missus for a meal and watch the fights while she's, uh, you know, talking your ear off and you can say, excuse me, Max Holloway versus uh, Yair Rodriguez is on. Uh, I don't have time for any of this. But how are you going to find that pub? You don't want to be calling around looking for, hey, which pub is showing the fights? How many screens you got? That's where your good friends at Match Pint come in. Nice and simple. I'll show you through it. The perfect app that shows you pubs near your area by location and proximity, and they show you exactly who's showing the fight. So I've got it here in front of me. Look, UFC Fight Night prelims. Let's scroll across. UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. We'll go into that bad boy. Now it shows me a nice juicy list of all these pubs in the area. What do we got here? The Amstel Club, the Osborne. Hotel Barkley, uh, let's see something else. What else we got? The Fifth Province, uh, let's go Kicks, which has some offers as well. And there you go. Tells you a bit of info about the pub. Uh, what else? It's got all sorts of fixtures as well. You've got offers. Uh, you can click the link. Uh, you can look, you can book a table straight from here. You can click the map and it'll uh, show you directly where to go and the directions. I'm not going to click it so that you don't know where I live. Uh, but there you go, guys. It's that simple. Match pie, your best friends for sport. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, that's right, man. You can find great pubs, great offers, find out all the screens, all the information that you need, exactly like he said. And you guys can download it today by clicking the link in the description below. Download Match Pine today. Watch uh, the great fights coming this weekend. A lot of fights coming up this month. Match Pine is your best mate for sport. Yeah, that's right. Max versus Yair this weekend. Uh, but Brett, you were mentioning like the stakes for Yair. If, if he wins it, how exciting would that be, right? Like a win over Max Holloway is massive. I think if Yair can do this, I think people will be crazy excited for him versus Volkanovski. And how does he win it? Probably by knockout, right? Like, mm. what if he were to knock out Max Holloway? You can't, you can't. Some kind knock of back elbow, Holloway, like Crane right? Zombie again. 
Yeah. I mean, if, if, if he wins, I mean, we're probably, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not incapable of winning that decision, but we're probably saying his best chance to win this fight would be knockout. Right. So can you imagine if you were to knock out Max Holloway? I, I mean, yeah, he, he'd go right into a title fight with Volkanovsky and uh, Volkanovsky would be the favorite, but there'd be a lot of interest in it. You know, if he's able to create a highlight on Max Holloway. I'll tell you what, the NBK has come through yet again on Submission Radio. Brett Okamoto, we appreciate you, sir. We like this backwards hat. It's a little bit sassy. It's very sexy, and it brings us a lot of excitement this week. Guys, make sure to follow the man for all the breaking news in the business, great articles, and, of course, fantastic interviews at B. Okamoto, ESPN on Twitter and Instagram. And, man, I can't wait to see some of the coverage that you've got coming up for UFC 269. Obviously, this weekend, of course, Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez, and there he is, Brett Okamoto. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. 